We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Matt here, beating Colin Matub, and welcome to the Pack a Day Podcast, your favorite place to get daily Packers news and updates. And as always, if it's not your favorite, we'll make it. With me is my co-host extraordinaire, Zach Jacobson. Say hey to the people, Zach. Hello, people. We are getting closer and closer to the regular season. It is lovely, isn't it? It is so good. It feels so good. So we mentioned getting closer and closer to the regular season and how the preseason doesn't really count and all those shenanigans. But did you notice that the the Raiders had their number one defense out there for a long, long time? Yeah, actually, they, they really did. Uh, stiff competition for the Packers' backup quarterbacks, uh, sans Tim Boyle, obviously. And I know I know our colleague and, and podcast owner, Andy, is very, uh, very depressed over that. Oh, yeah. He is a he is a Boyle uh, <laughs> truther, I guess we could call yeah. him. Yeah. That's that's using using the word lightly, but yeah. <laughs> you know, um, as I mentioned before, the Acme Packing Company comment section has labeled him as Golden Boyle, and I am <laughs> I am even starting to come around to Golden Boyle. In I think he could potentially win out over say Hunley. Well, I'm gonna have to stop you there. Well, number one, because Golden Boyle just sounds that sounds gross. I get the Golden Boy you know whole shtick behind it, but I mean Golden Boyle just sounds like a. It sounds like, like like a cyst on your back that just needs to be popped. Well, literally, his it, last name is Boyle. Like that's, <laughs> there's not I much know, you can but do with that. I, adding the golden behind it just gives it so much emphasis, and it's just and two, 
two, there's there's no way he's going to beat beat out Huntley. I mean, he, he's he's the backup quarterback, and I think he's going to enter the season as a backup quarterback. So the the that's where I was three weeks ago, right? But mm-hmm. as much as McCarthy was like, oh, well, we put this many years into Joe Callahan, and we put this many years into Brett Hundley, and why would we sign a veteran backup? This is, this is the end of the discussion. Well, there's a new regime, and maybe McCarthy doesn't have as much say as he did in the past, and maybe the Hundley experiment is over. Maybe, but the whole difference... This entering this season with Hunley is he actually has like ten games worth of regular season tape for him to study and learn from. I mean, he's never had that advantage going into any of any of his seasons before. You know, he's just had scarce a uh, 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 preseason play. You yeah, know? but just I a, can a few reps here and there. I can watch ten different thirty minute clips of a dumpster fire, but that doesn't mean I'm going to become a good firefighter. Well, you can watch a dumpster fire all day, but you got to watch the guys who fight it. I mean, you never know. I'm just saying, like, like if <laughs> if if you want to learn what not to do from Hunley's tape, it's literally just a big circle with an X through it. <laughs> just don't don't do that. Now that's 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 a bit hyperbolic. Um, Hunley, so are you? Hunley are you did have a few good plays and all those, but you know what I mean. I, I mean, are you going to sit there and tell me that he hasn't played better than Kaiser? I think that preseason Hunley has always been a sight to behold, but. His issues are still there. He doesn't recognize pressure and doesn't know what to do when he does magically come across it. I disagree with that. He he was bad with that last season. He was terrible with recognizing pressure and, and, and maneuvering the pocket, feeling out the pocket, as, as any average starting quarterback in the NFL should have under his belt at this point. But in these first three games, he, he's shown, albeit you know inconsistently, but he's shown glimpses of improving in that area and being able to maneuver the pocket a lot better right. and and escape it. We're talking about a guy who's now entering his fourth, fifth season. How many seasons has he played? He's going into his fourth. Okay, so we're talking about a guy who, at this point, Aaron Rodgers was on his way to win an MVP. Like, <laughs> like Hunley is now learning or showing glimpses of learning basic quarterbacking. Like, what we're describing are basic things that an NFL quarterback needs. Hey, it's a step. It's Right, it's a step in the right direction. But this goes back to my Kumaro argument in that while I love Kumaro, I think that he could be a very good wide receiver for, he is entering his fourth year in the league, and he is peaking. This is his peak. This is when most players peak at this age and with this amount of experience. And if this is the peak of Brett Hundley, and we are seeing glimpses of competent quarterback play, then those are not descriptive words I want to use for my backup quarterback. Well, one peak isn't going to be similar to another peak, especially at different positions. And especially when you consider the competition behind Hunley is Deshaun Kaiser coming from the, the aforementioned dumpster fire <laughs> that, that, that is Cleveland. Fair and he still, he still has a lot to learn. He's still learning the new offense and everything. I mean, he... He tried spiking a ball last night and he fumbled it. Okay, so this guy, this guy clearly has a little ways to go. So when I when I call Brett Hundley the backup quarterback, I mean like he's the next best guy they have right now. That's not to say Kaiser won't unseat him down the line. You know, I mean they traded their the best cornerback on their roster or defensive back. I mean he should Demarius Randall should have been a safety, but that's another it's another argument. Um, they traded Randall for Kaiser, so they obviously have bigger plans for him in the future. Right now, I don't think it's any debate that Hundley is QB2, but that's just my spin. Fair enough. I And 
I, I don't necessarily think that Hundley's not QB2. I'm more saying that he shouldn't be. That's fair. Um, That's I, fair. I think that if, with what we saw last season... So, what we originally wanted out of Matt Flynn last time Aaron Rodgers went down was a quarterback who could win a couple games and keep him in the hunt, which they did. And Hundley uh, won... Uh, I mean, he beat the Bears. And <laughs> actually, that that uh, uh, Steelers game was... He wasn't awful. I'll say that, that he played his game against the Steelers and, and did a really good job. Um, in fact, I oh, would, my God, that was Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth after the game said, well, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers would have made much difference there. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> don't get me started on Chris Collinsworth, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. But that, that was probably Brett Hundley's best game of the season. For and, and it was. And, and so let's, yeah. I'm, I'm Googling it right now. Let's look at, let's look at Hundley's stats here. Um, that's baseball reference. Oh, Nick Hunley. There's a, there's a baseball player named Nick Hunley. <laughs> Can he play quarterback? <laughs> I mean, uh, the Packers had a third baseman at quarterback for almost 20 years, and he went to a couple Super Bowls. Yeah, fair enough. Did, did you, so I remember reading something a long time ago saying that Brett Favre actually had a 90-plus mile-an-hour fastball playing third base. I mean, would you? Would it surprise you one bit? Absolutely not. Like, I completely believe that. <laughs> That's one of those, like, like, so they say that anytime someone asks for, like, an obscure stat about the NFL, it's usually about Brett Favre. For example, uh, Jerry Rice is the leading receiver over the age of 40. He has something like 140 catches over the age of 40. Do you know who's mm-hmm. in second place? It's Brett Favre. Brett Favre has won. What? And it was a it was a, a batted pass that he caught himself. Like like so so uh, uh, receptions over the age of forty. Brett Favre is number two with one, and it was a self caught pass. We now take welcome. you back to your regularly scheduled <laughs> Packers. Yes. Welcome welcome to the Pack a Day podcast. <laughs> We're just all over the place. So uh, looking at. Hunley's game at Pittsburgh, he had a 65% completion percentage, threw for 245 yards with three touchdowns, no interceptions, and 134 passer rating. And so, even outside of the statistics, just the reads he was making, how well he got the ball out of his hands, how quick so, and precise he was. I you think know? this is one of those eye test games, right? Like where if you watch the film, he looked like he had a 100 passer rating game. Like, Correct. Because he really he threw the ball less than thirty times. He had twenty six passes. Yeah, and one of those long long touchdowns was a screenplay. Right, and we know those blow up the numbers. So absolutely, and he rushed one time for six yards. So I think that the stats are better than the film in that game, but it was still a competent game. I would call that it was that was a game that that you you would not expect that out of someone like oh god who's like a really bad backup like Ryan Mallett. I was gonna say Brandon Whedon because I just found out. I just found out he's still in the NFL today, and he's the same age, uh, same age as Aaron Rodgers. Actually, so. uh, today, as of recording this, um, Brandon Whedon threw an interception to Sam Shields. This is correct, and it, I just want to say it is so good to see that. Just it to is, see him back back out there. There was a great article about Sam Shields a couple of days ago from the LA Times saying that uh, Sam says the fog has lifted, and that he hasn't really been able to think clearly for the last couple of years. So. I am really happy for him, but I kind of wish that if the fog lifts from your potential CTE, your first thought is not to go back to playing football. It won't take much for that fog to reappear. Exactly. That's like that's that's scary to come that close to to having to be forced out of the NFL because of 
repetitive concussions, you know, because you, you think in long term, you know, this is this is scary. It's a scary situation for him, but he loves football. He wants to keep playing. I mean, he's a grown man, he can make his decisions. But I mean, hell, I, I I'm I'm 100 percent against that one. <laughs> it's exactly the same place as as I am. Uh, I love Sam Shields. I want him to succeed, but I also want him to live over the age of 50. Correct. So moving on on a lighter note, let's go back to being on brand. Let's talk about Raven Green. Yes! This is what I'm here for. <laughs> so This is why I do this podcast. So Ross was talking about Raven Green on Twitter today. Yeah. He called, uh, didn't he say a priority practice squad uh, uh, member? He said that if... Um, if he went to a more popular college or a bigger college, he would have been... Here we go. Uh, Raven Green should be, at the very least, a practice squad priority. He's better than Whitehead. That's not hard. Uh, if he <laughs> if he played for Virginia Tech instead of JMU, he's a draft pick. I, I totally agree with that. I That's a that's a good take from Ross. I kill, still can't say his last name. Uglum? Of course you agree with that, Mr. Ugh, you played against small schools. Yes! Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, think, I think quality of opponent affects how you weight game film i don't yeah, think that yeah. that's such a bad take it's not it's a great take it's just I, I dislike it because it concerns a player that i'm standing fair enough i think raven <laughs> green did show quite a bit he could be a decent safety but i don't think he's ever going to start if you're comparing him to someone like whitehead like ross is you're looking at a guy who hopefully contributes on special teams and can step in god forbid you're running quarters yeah, I mean Whitehead played majority uh, uh, in the slot. Like like Morgan Burnett had to do a few times in the wake of injury at cornerback. Uh, I think in 2016, uh, Jermaine Whitehead had to do uh, a similar role. So that's something probably Raven Green can do. I don't know if he could function in the slot to that capability, but I mean up to this point through three preseason games, you know he, he has a, a forced fumble on his resume, a few tackles. He's been able to fly over the field a little bit. Uh, you know, this is a guy that could maybe sneak onto the roster. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a possibility. The, the Packers really <laughs> like carrying a ton of defensive backs, even if it's just for special yeah. teams. Like um, with Jeff Janis gone, they will most likely carry six wide receivers instead of seven, and use that extra spot as a DB who plays special teams. I'm still holding on to the belief that they keep seven. So, I mean, if they keep seven, who are your seven? So we, obviously, we would say uh, Cobb and a- Adams. Adam- Adams, Cobb, Allison, those are the pretty much the three that are locked in. Um, Jamon Moore, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Equinemius St. Brown. He didn't, you know, neither of those two guys, uh, MVS and ESB, neither of them showed anything last night. No, I don't think either, really. of them, either of them had a catch. And so, uh, Jamon Moore definitely stepped up his game and learned how to catch the ball. Oh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tackle that in a minute. we got to talk about that for sure. So um, that's six. We are now sitting at six. Now tell me, this is, tell this me. This is where it gets tricky. Zachariah, yeah. Alfred Jacobson. Alfred. That's, <laughs> who is your seventh receiver? My seventh receiver <laughs> for the 2018 Green Bay Packers opening day roster is Trevor Davis. Oh, that's a spicy. <laughs> Oof, that burn coming off my lips. Now Oof. you have, I'm not going to, it's not fair to call you a Davis stan, but you've been one of the few people throughout Packers Twitter to not constantly crap on the kid because he is like I, I get it people are people are still shell shocked they have PTSD from last season just from him the, the poor decisions he made on punt returns and letting balls go uh, um, down inside the ten and 
calling fair catches inside the 10 and even on a few rare occasions inside the five. But it only happened 10 times. And four of those times were, like, warranted. Like, if he let the ball bounce, then the, the opposing gunners were going to down the ball even deeper in the in the Packers' own territory than than they would have if he just called a fair catch when they right. did. So he so he saved a few yards. I just so, love how you're like, <laughs> it only happened 10 times. Like, if, if you were scolding someone <laughs> for doing something stupid, and you're like, oh, it only happened 10 times, like, that's not an acceptable answer. Oh, this oh this guy's on trial for murder? Oh, look, he only killed 20 people. That's right, exactly. Like, like, he only went on 10 <laughs> killings for reasons, but <laughs> it's just, it's... But, so but, you but, think you, you know, think Davis it, it, as the returner is going to c- cement his his spot as a seventh receiver? Well, I'll just say he has to play in the fourth preseason game because if he doesn't, I think his spot is definitely in danger. But right now, there hasn't really been anybody that has unseated him except they for start- last night. Holy crap! Jair Alexander at punt returner was transcendent. How do you figure? Because he showed intelligence in fair catching that Davis missed out on. So. When Jair, uh, instead of calling a fair catch on that first punt that he went to return, just decided to body the gunner and and make sure that there wasn't someone there to down he got the ball. A flag, on one. Yeah. No, he, yeah. no. This, so that was before. That was that was so early well, on. That, that was he, his first one. Wasn't I remember it? his first, But so twice he he bodied the the gunner, and the first time was to keep him from getting to the ball so it could roll into the end zone. Then the second time, he called a fair catch and then, like, leaned into the returner and, like, did a soccer dive and pretended yeah. to be hit, trying to draw a flag. Um, the announcers thought it did, but it ended up not. I think it was for something else, or they picked it up. Oh, but, okay. but, yeah, so that was – I saw that. I was just like, Mwah. I was just beautiful. <laughs> like, like, hey, here comes one of the best gunners in football coming to try and down the ball on the one. Boink. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was all right, I guess. I'll give him some credit there. And also, uh, Jair testing athletically similarly or better to Davis um, in terms of acceleration and top speed and lateral quickness. Also, I would like to see a smaller person returning punts, and I think Jair over Davis gives me that. I it's just a it's just a bias that I have. I like smaller bodied punt returners. I'm going to tell you right now, Matub. The Packers don't care what you or I want. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. And actually, I was the one that was just telling you the other day how good Davis is as a punt returner in Madden. You were telling me that, actually. You did You did tell me that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Davis, he's statistically, he was one of the best punt returners in football last season. Correct. By the numbers. Rule out those mental mistakes. If he gets that figured out, he could be absolutely damn dangerous. And if you have a special teams player, specifically a punt returner, that can completely tilt the field and play on special teams as a gunner, which Davis can do, then he, he's multifaceted. He can, he can play in multiple spots, and he has worth to this roster, and I think he's worthy of keeping as a seventh receiver. Fair enough. Uh, I think the Packers keep six. I don't think that – I agree with your first six. I don't think that Davis makes it mostly because he's been injured and they've been trying out just about everyone else at, at punt returner. Yeah, this um, hamstring injury is really setting him back. Like, it's not doing him any favors at all. Right. I mean, hamstrings are tough, man. That's not an injury you can just get over. Yeah. No, not at all. So there's actually, uh, to have a little bit more of an intelligent take, I'm going to recommend a book. Oh, a book. <laughs> there's a 
there's a, a former tight end. He was a wide receiver turned tight end by the name of Nate Jackson. Played for the 49ers and the Broncos until Jay Cutler almost got him killed on a pass over the middle and ended his career. Um, actually, that didn't end his career. He tore his hamstring, and that ended his career. But Jay Cutler almost killed him. I just wanted to bring that up. Nate has this phenomenal, phenomenal book called Slow Getting Up. It is about life at the bottom of the roster, like doing what you can to make the roster, knowing that you are the 46th-plus guy on the roster. And he talks about hamstring injuries just being the worst. And the big question going around the locker rooms is, are you hurt or are you injured? And he said hamstring injuries a lot of the time, you can play through them and it just hurts a lot, but you're only running at about 90%. And so if you are at a position like punt returner that relies heavily on your athleticism and you can't technician your way around a lot of stuff, it's better to just wait I think that's a good reason why the Packers are just always taking it slow with these hamstring injuries because that medical staff knows exactly how severe those can be and how how easy it is to kind of re-aggravate and just make them so much worse. That's probably that's why Aaron Jones was out for so long. Absolutely. I mean, the we're, we're the we're fans of the Pack IRs, right? Hamstring injuries and neck injuries are the two killers of the team. I don't know. I think the I think the charge IRs deserve oh my a God. little more right the now. Char- <laughs> I don't know who the Chargers didn't sacrifice a goat to or if, like, their owner pissed off a gypsy. Like, something <laughs> happened. <laughs> Someone in that organization did something terrible in a past life. Like, they must assign Stanley Yelnats, and he forgot to bring Madame Zeroni to the top of the mountain <laughs> to drink from the well. <laughs> is, that, is that a reference too old for... Also, but also too young for, 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 for most of our viewers more than likely it's holes is a is a young adult book read it it's good it's also a I movie holes. it's a movie starring shia labeouf well zach we literally had like two or three other topics we wanted to get to but we are running out of time we still have time to talk about the offensive line and how bad it was we, and we, how okay. sli- slightly good it was so i really wanted to do a deep dive on on the improvement of jason spriggs to bring up ross again he was talking about uh, Spriggs on Twitter today. The Packers have a very special pass blocking technique that people refer to as the Packers hug. I would love to go into depth on that, but that is literally a 10 minute topic just for me to explain the concept. But just saying Spriggs has finally learned some of the techniques to handle speed rushers, but for some reason the the strength is not there and Kyle yeah. Murphy yeah. just isn't there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Murphy just isn't there at all. Oh, I mean, Spr- Spriggs is present, but I, I don't think Murphy is is there. If if you get what I mean, right? Like, he's, Spr- he, he's just yeah. Spriggs is a speed bump, and Murphy is a yield sign. <laughs> That's perfect. I think that if if we're going that- for like real life, but we do have time to mention one last thing, and that is the Packaday Podcast Twitter is giving away a gorgeous print of Lambeau Field that was created by writing the names of every Packer ever. That's 600, it's 1,686 names are handwritten in different colors to create a picture of Lambeau Field. It is gorgeous. Yeah, Daniel Duffy, uh, his Twitter handle is Real Art of Words. He did an incredible job on that. And uh, and, I mean, I can barely, this is coming from a guy that can barely draw stick figures, so really anything would amaze me, you know? But this picture, this, this portrait is just, it's it's crazy. It's one of the best things I've ever seen, and the attention to detail to to accomplish something like this just 
blows my freaking mind. So if, if you want that, if you want your hands on that, then what's up? Well, so you, you go to uh, Twitter and check out Pack-A-Day Podcast. That's at Pack-A-Day Podcast, all one word. Go ahead and find the tweet, retweet it, and follow the Twitter, and you will automatically be entered. to. Yeah, we will announce the winner uh, next week uh, during halftime of the final preseason game. So you have until Thursday this coming week. You want your hands on that portrait, then you better get to retweeting. And speaking of next week, Zach. This is, ah, yes, 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 yes. So next week, we on the Packaday Podcast, Matub and I, we have a special guest joining us. We're not going to give you any details yet because that will kind of ruin the surprise. But just know it is a special guest. But I will give away one hint. He is a very special former player for the Packers. So keep your eyes open. He'll be joining (laughs) us next week, uh, next Sunday when you'll be listening to it on the Pack-A-Day podcast, and we are extremely, extremely excited to have him join us. So, so excited. I'm to... like, I'm nervous to, yeah. to jinx it. <laughs> I'm... Matub, Matub's shaking right now. I'm, I'm, I'm quite literally shaking. All right, guys. He can, talk, for... he can talk about the Packer hug with us. I can t- he, You know what? I wonder if he ever had to learn it. That's a good That's question. A really good question to ask him. Wow. Oh, oh well, and okay. Well, wait, 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 don't give away too much. It's not Jerry Kramer. Okay, I'm just gonna say it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. That should do it for us this week. As always, I'm Matt, but you can call me Matub. And I'm Zach, and I still don't have a catchphrase, but I promise I'm working on it. <laughs> and this is the Pack a Day podcast. Make sure to follow us on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or check us out on Cheesehead TV. Follow the at Pack a Day podcast on Twitter. Follow me. I am at Call Me Matub. Follow Zach. He is at Zach A. Jacobson. Whew, that's yes. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of words. That was good job. Those I really should do good. those disclaimers at the end of uh, radio commercials. Oh, the the. the uh, we're not responsible for this. Yes. <laughs> Basically that. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm rambling again. Have a great day. Go pack. Go. Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over and gets the snap. Back pedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Good Adams! 30! Turns up field. 25! Cutting right to the 20! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.